0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Weatherman podcast. I'm back with Josh Fish. Say hi, Josh.
1: Hi, I'm Josh.
0: All right. And today we'll be discussing... Well, what what will we be discussing, Josh? DAOs. I've got no idea what DAOs are though. Exactly. Precisely the point. So they're a big development in the Web3 crypto space right now. They're pretty trendy. There's actually been some so actually been a bad couple of weeks for some downs but we'll, we might dive into that if we have time so yeah we'll just we'll jump right into what they are so they're, they're basically like a, a coordination layer, layer sorry for like a, a treasury of funds where lots of people have sort of power in determining how that treasury gets deployed right so the the easiest equivalency towards like the, the real world, I say that in air quotation marks, is sort of like a, a publicly traded company and, and, and its shareholders. If you're a shareholder in a company, you get to vote on, on different proposals at the AGM. So that's sort of like the, that's, that's as far as your, your ownership gets you in terms of deciding the direction of a company for a publicly traded company. If you're an investor in like a private company, you get a bit more say because you, you dominate more of the, the funds backing whatever idea you're, you're invested in. But DAOs are definitely more like a, a publicly traded company. So one of the key differences is that instead of say, a board deciding what proposals the shareholders vote on in a DAO, the shareholders actually have a lot more power in proposing things and they can do them whenever they want, essentially. So are there any sort of questions you have up to to this point, Josh, or we'll we'll move on? No, not really. It sounds all straightforward. Cool. Cool. All right. So we'll just, we'll hop into the elements, right? So there are five to consider. There's the mission, the community, the treasury, the governance, and the ownership, all right? So, mission's pretty simple. Like, what's the goal of the DAO? Ah, oh, sorry. I should have probably said this DAO stands for Decentralized Autonomous Organization. Okay. So, again, the idea is to decentralize ownership, uh, a common theme with Web3. All right. Cool. I do have a question. Go for
1: it. Is this similar to projects with NFTs right now? Like, how they make a community, get the community to vote on stuff, and then yeah. develop it?
0: Yeah, absolutely. We will actually be talking about that in two to five minutes, I suspect. So sit right. tight with that. Easy. So firstly we have the mission, right? So what's the goal of the DAO? What's the aligned mission? And it can be anything, right? It can be like an investing DAO. It can there's like skiing DAOs and like country club sort of DAOs, right? Where people sort of own tokens or an NFT. to to become members and they get all these perks and stuff like that. So mission, pretty simple concept, right? So the second element to consider is community, right? So what's the ideal size of the DAO? Is it gated or is it completely open? How do members interact, right? Now, this is probably like the most sort of like the biggest hang up for a lot of DAO creators. Right. The community is the hardest thing to 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 cultivate because you kind of need to build trust in the community. And that's a very fragile thing. And if say you the buy-in for a DAO will be like some sort of token where it's fungible and non-fungible, if there's low community trust, you'll see that price dip at the at the at the first sign of trouble. Right. So, what do you mean by the
1: size of the DAO and okay. also yep.
0: gated and open communities? All right. Size of the DAO. What I mean by that is how many members you allow into the DAO. Okay. So yep. perfect example. We talked about this uh, a couple of weeks ago with the NFTs, right? With Bored Apes, there's 10,000 of them, right? So there can only be 10,000 owners and they're the only people that have access to the to the perks of owning that nft right yeah flip side of that so that that's an example yeah that's an example of a of a limit on the on the down on the members in the down the flip side of that would be like the the rebase token DAOs, which which we won't really get into today but the the most famous one the originator is olympus and anyone can buy in. You just need the, any of the, to- the Olympus tokens and you're, you're instantly a member of the DAO. And those are completely fungible. So technically, the the limit of on the membership, there is no limit, right? So hmm. is that clear? Yeah, that's
1: clear. Cool. And then what about gated and open DAOs? Cool.
0: So a limit on the amount of members is like a form of, Sort of, it's what I meant by gated was like barrier to entry, right? Okay. So uh, membership, like capping membership, that's a barrier to entry. Price, the Olympus token. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. It's basically how hard is it to get in? Are you, do you make people like subscribe to this like podcast before you let them be a member of the DAO and buy the token? That sort of thing. So it's sort of like what, what hoops do people have to jump through to be a member of the DAO, mm. right? That's, that's gating. Cool. So clear on community?
1: Yeah. One other thing. What's the difference between a DAO and an NFT?
0: Okay. Think of NFTs as a possible part of the DAO, right? So your, the DAO is sort of like the broader idea of the company, right? if we're bringing it back to this uh, like public company equivalency and the NFT would be like, like buying a share in that company or a couple of shares in that company.
1: Yeah. So, so like a DAO is like the board, a eh, community and then like the NFTs are like what they sell kind of thing.
0: Yeah. That's how you, if you own the NFT, that's how you become a member of the DAO. Yeah. All right. Right. Yeah. And... We'll get on this, but it doesn't have to be an NFT. It can be a token, right? we just yeah. discussed. Cool. Mm. All right. Third element is treasury. Okay. So you have your mission. That mission presumably costs some kind of money. Otherwise, there'd be no real purpose for, for creating a DAO, right? So you've, you've raised your capital with the, the tokens that you've created or the NFTs that you've minted and sold, all right? So, the next step is how do you deploy that capital? You know, what, what's the loop that expands the capital of the treasury? Are you going to, you know, charge fees from the members? We talked about royalties on NFTs, like every time they're traded, the creator gets a, a transaction fee, almost a royalty, right? Could that go into the, the treasury of the Dow? What, is there some sort of revenue structure? Right? These are, these are the questions that sort of the, the original creators have to answer. Because, yeah, the growth of the treasuries is pretty important in maintaining value because every, every member of the DAO is also an investor in the DAO and that they're, they're putting their own funds at stake. So there needs to be an incentive structure in place for them on a monetary level as well as a mission level. And usually that's aligned, right? So basically with the idea of treasury is how are you going to grow it beyond just creating new NFTs or new tokens? Yeah. Does that that make sense?
1: The the treasury is basically just board members.
0: Not necessarily. What do you mean by that?
1: Like they kind of control the direction of the DAO the whole time, right?
0: Okay. So the board members... In this case would be the developers, right? And bring it to, to a sort of DAO phraseology. Mm-hmm. And they they have they sign off on on how the Treasury is create, Sorry, how the treasury is deployed. But really any community member can sort of bring it to a vote on how it they can propose how we use the Treasury and how we use the capital to to expand the value of the DAO. So the board members...
1: um, Could you talk more on how the community influences the DAO?
0: Cool. All right. You know what? That's a perfect segue onto governance, okay? So there's two types of governance in a DAO, right? There's on-chain and off-chain. Off-chain is just like a, a discussion within the community, pretty informal, right? like, say, a Discord chat or a Reddit community, something like that. And basically people sort of discuss and then, you know, you can poll people on on what proposals you want to sort of propose. And the on-chain governance is sort of like an official proposal which is brought to every holder of a a token, whether that be fungible or non-fungible. So... Members can influence the DAO by proposing sort of actions, right? So that's sort of like the individual power over a whole DAO. And all the members, crucially. I'm just going to stop that. An <laughs> alarm went off. Okay. All right. Three, two, one. One. Sorry about the cut, everybody. So back to sort of the members influencing the DAO. The second element to that is all members of the DAO get to vote on the proposals brought forward by anybody in the DAO. Does that make sense? Yeah, with proposals, will they do they or they always lead to action or no? Even if
1: like there's a majority vote.
0: They're meant to. That they're, they're meant to, and technically speaking, like like the developers of the DAO can just say, "Screw you, we're going to do our own thing." Yeah, but they like they're not really meant to have any power. It's it does it depends on how the constitution of the DAO is is like initially created, I guess. But. Sort of one of the big controversies over the last week. It's February second, twenty twenty-two for our future listeners. Is the like a rebased token DAO called Time Wonderland, and it was like initially thought that like it it went through some troubles. Like one of the developers was sort of found out to have previously committed uh, a crime, and that didn't go to go down too well with the members. And they voted him off and then the price started diving. And then there was a big vote to sort of liquidate the whole DAO and sort of end it, right? And sort of uh, bring people onto a different project. And a lot of people thought that the the head of the Dow, Daniele Siesta, was going to just say, screw you, I'm going to liquidate it anyway, even though most people voted to, to keep going, essentially. He ended up not doing that. It was like a giant miscommunication but it made me think there's nothing really stopping him from just sort of starting that whole process by himself so that's yeah. where like community trust comes into play like you need to trust the people that did that designed the the architecture of the dao right yeah these daos do have a hierarchy thing
1: though like they're not completely decentralized
0: no they're not but you can start a proposal to like with that example, with Time Underland, the, the the criminal dude Sifu, like he got like there was a vote brought forward by the community, and they voted him off, and it was no dramas. Like he went, he's gone now, even though he still mm-hmm. holds the token, but he's not yeah. he's not the. I think it was like the, the the treasurer, the treasurer of the community. So he he would bring forward a lot of proposals about how to deploy the treasury. He yeah, he was sort of like the 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 thought leader of the treasury sort of CFO sort of deal. But yeah. yeah. So I'd say, yeah, not completely decentralized. Absolutely 100%. You're right about that. But definitely a lot more ownership and control over the investment as opposed to the status quo, a publicly traded company, right?
1: Def- yeah, I agree. Could you define liquidity as well? Just real liquidity.
0: Quick. Liquidity is just how easily convertible. Well, th- there's a couple definitions, but what most people mean by it is how easily convertible an asset is to cash or a cash equivalent. But it's frequently used as a substitute for cash, like you'll the word cash. So you'll see you'll hear people uh, like say the phrase uh, like the government flooded the market with liquidity. And what, what it basically is, is just like cash, essentially. Yeah. In that example, did
1: you mean when he was like liquefying the tokens, oh, was he so just going to sell them all?
0: Liquidate, what I meant by liquidate was there's like a value, there's the value of the treasury, right? And there's also the, the value of all the tokens that are in supply. Now, technically, they should be the same, but they're actually not tied with each other. So what happened with Time Wonderland was the value of the tokens dipped to like 60% of the value of the treasury. So what they were going to... What I mean by liquidate is they were just going to say... Sorry if you heard a boom there. What they were going to do when they liquidate was they were going to buy back all the tokens essentially with the treasury at the treasury price. So that they were going to give you like a 40% premium on the value of your tokens. And then they were just going to essentially bankrupt the treasury by giving it all to the token holders. Does that make sense? Okay,
1: Yeah. Just because I have another example, a streamer Ice Poseidon made a, I think it's a DAO. And he made a token. I think half a million dollars were put into the token. And then he had a backdoor into all the token supply and just took $400,000 worth of tokens and then liquefied it, like got cash for it. Yeah. And he basically just stole a heap of money from these investors. But the Time Wonderland thing seems a little bit different to that.
0: Yeah, the, the whole time Wonderland thing was crazy because what happened was do you do you like do you understand leverage? Like do you know what it is? Actually, I'll explain um, it this... anyway. Like the viewers need to know. It's basically yeah. like borrowing money and investing it straight away in this in this instance. All right. So Siesta and Sifu, who are like the two leaders of the DAO, were like extraordinarily like over-leveraged, meaning they they'd loaned a lot of crypto. And bought into the Dow and when the, when the price dropped far enough their their positions got margin called essentially, which means that their tokens got sold to whoever was uh, giving them the loan for sort of pennies on the dollar of what it was worth and that sort of caused this whole negative price action, which sort of spun everything out of control. And it brought like other DAOs like it down with it as well. It was crazy. It, it was like it was mm-hmm. brought, it was brought up brought upon by like the, the market correction that happened. I think it might have been in response to like Russian regulation or just general volatility and sort of anticipation of rising interest rates, but that's that's beyond the scope of this podcast anyway. So so I will just leave that there. But that's mm-hmm. that's what what sort of started this whole cascading effect for time wonderland for sure yeah so, i've been away
1: for a couple of weeks and i didn't even know russia was trying to invade ukraine and <laughs> <laughs> so yeah
0: world moves fast i know uh so are we good on governance have you are you yeah, solid on i understand that? it you yeah. understand off chain on chain the powers of yeah. members to propose yeah. and to vote actually that's a good uh, segue to ownership right so you have to figure out how you're going to distribute ownership right so there's two ways to do this you got fungible tokens and non-fungible tokens or nfts what, what do you think is like the two big differences between the two
1: just define it that'd be easier because i don't really know
0: right so fungible tokens in a token, it's just a like a generic token system so say there's a 1,000 tokens in supply as opposed to a 1,000 NFTs, I can buy five tokens today, right? And I'll have 5% of the whole power of the community in terms of voting. And then I can buy another five like the next week and I'll have 10% of the voting power. And with NFTs, you can design them in a way where you can only own one, I believe. That way no one can actually like it's a like a, a pure consensus vote when it comes to voting power one one vote yeah. is what each vote has equal power whereas fungible tokens your voting power is is sort of a result of how many tokens you have does that hmm. make sense
1: yeah and then does that voting power change dependent on supply as well
0: yeah it yeah, the voting the voting power is changing constantly, like instantaneously, depending yeah. on yeah how many tokens are in supply and who owns them, that sort of thing. That was like another big controversy with the Time Wonderland vote last week to liquidate the the DAO. A lot of like like rich people, for a, a lack and a want of a better term, they they bought a whole bunch of these tokens. Again, at at an undervalued price, and then they were all voting to liquidate the fund. So they they weren't even like they weren't like a part of the community or anything. They they sort of came in at the eleventh hour and saw an opportunity to sort of buy tokens at five dollars and then have them sold back to them at or have them sold at nine dollars through the the voting proposal profit. Yeah, so you saw like the top, out of like the top 20 vote, sort of the top 20 biggest wallets, I think like only two of them voted no or something like that. It changed, but I was monitoring it closely because I was curious. And yeah, that was sort of like a big controversy. It was like the whales versus the, the smaller retail investors. Whale, whales meaning just bigger, bigger investors. Yeah. Cool. So we have the mission, community, treasury, governance, and finally, ownership, right? Any questions before we move on to, to opportunities?
1: Just go to opportunities, I reckon. I think you cool. have done well defining the DAO. What,
0: what do you think some of the opportunities are with DAOs?
1: I reckon there's a lot of opportunities with DAOs right now. All in the virtual world, though. Or maybe yeah. physical as well. But basically, if, you, if you're joining a DAO, you're basically joining a big community. And then they use maybe crypto or NFTs or other virtual items to then introduce players. And then you can like expand, like make a roadmap for your DAO, new projects, like sub projects to the big project, and maybe make um, games for people to enjoy, community meetups, et cetera. So there's, a DAO is basically just like a community that people make. That's what yeah. I'm getting at.
0: Yeah. So if if we were to break that down, like you can create a DAO, you can join one, right? You can invest in a DAO, you can work for them too. Like I think I think YGG, which is like a a gaming guild, just like metaverse games, right? And crypto games, they they like give like community managers, which are sort of which anyone can apply for, like twenty percent of of the the profit or the revenue received in the treasury right so if you work for a DAO, there's like pretty big upside and like anyone can do it right just like being a manager of the community being a developer which doesn't which doesn't have to be like overly technical yeah
1: interesting you say that because i think these DAOs have been like around for like a long time in like the gaming community like Mm -hmm. i remember one of my friends yesterday was telling me back in year eight, so maybe like 2012, 2014. he was on like a Minecraft server and the Minecraft server listed for job applications. And him and his friend wrote up a job application for like server admin and then got it. Yeah. And so they were working for like a server. But like these Minecraft servers, you could say could be a DAO. Just the only difference is they don't really deal with crypto or crypto wasn't really a big thing then.
0: Yeah. The, the, the idea of a DAO definitely supersedes blockchain. Yeah. So it's, there's a lot of opportunity there, especially like there's countless DAOs of varying shapes and sizes. Like our, our friend just started like a, a ski, like a uni ski trip. What are they called? Society, right? Oh, uh, yeah. I was, I was thinking like, you know, you could probably turn that into a DAO almost.
1: You can basically turn anything into a DAO. The only thing with DAOs though is I think it's coming off the crypto hype right now. Yeah, that's true. If it's a bubble, it it might go all to zero.
0: Yeah. I think like there's definitely... So the the way that like... How do I say this? Okay. So bankless is... They're they're pretty big in the crypto space. Like in terms of like podcasting and and newsletters and stuff like that they do do some cool stuff and they wrote this brilliant article I think it would have been like two three weeks ago and it's about like decentralized protocols versus centralized structures and the idea being that like because decentralized protocols are sort of like rule of law rather than like then sort of unilateral decree, like a dictator, they're they're a lot more dynamic and they're also a lot more socially stable. And that's sort of like how we reach sort of the next steady state in our societies. It's by introducing protocols over centralized structures. And like there's definitely like instance, like centralized structures are uh, a lot easier to optimize, I'd say, Uh, not easier. They have a higher ceiling when you optimize them in terms of their utility, right? Think like best examples like Apple, right? Like people fought Steve Jobs about his vision on an Apple computer at every stage, right? Like he was famous for closed system, limit functionality, make it super simple because the idea was to, to be able to sell it to as many people as possible rather than creating the best product. Yeah, I guess that's a good way of saying it. Yeah. So, and I reckon like, Apple's got the best product there. Yeah. <laughs> well, for a long time, it wasn't very compatible with everything else, right? And Yeah. Like, and there's some instances where it isn't today. But if Apple was a DAO we wouldn't know what Apple is, right? Because literally everybody, dis- not literally, but almost everybody disagreed with t- Steve Jobs about his vision for Apple. You know what I mean? So- That's,
1: that's the same with a lot of like, what is it? A lot startups, of, like
0: entrepreneurial- Yeah, vendors. startup people.
1: Yeah, entrepreneurial yeah. people there. Like um, yeah. Elon Musk when he was yeah. making Tesla. At the start, everyone thought he would fail. Exactly.
0: It's, it's yeah. like- classic like entrepreneur thing like with with the incentive structure of an entrepreneur they're sort of geared towards being you know the best version of themselves so that their companies can succeed and often that means and like a lot of people aren't geared that way they won't take a certain risk they won't see things a certain way you know the Mm. essentially the customer's not always right and some and you know who buys into dows Right. a lot of customers yeah. do.
1: See, that's what, that's what I was thinking about NFTs for a while. But then um, someone I know um, brought into NFTs and made quite a lot of money from them. So I'm, I'm not too sure, but I think NFTs and all that are riding on a crypto hype right now. Yeah. And it's kind of too hard to decide like, will, will this project actually be here within a year or will it just all fall?
0: Okay. I've got to introduce something to you. It's, I'm running, for everyone who's listening, there'll be a blog about this. I'll, I'll make sure it's linked in the description. It'll be on the website. It's called The, the Six Days of Exponentials. And it's like proposed in a book called The Future is Faster Than You Think. They're covering like all the new, like technology developments, like nanotech, flying cars, all that good stuff, right? And one, like they sort of, when it comes to like digital technology or technology that can be digitalized, they, they come up with this framework called the six Ds. First one's a di- digitalization, I think. And then it's decept- the deception phase. And that's sort of like when a technology shows all of its promise, but people overestimate how fast it's going to be sort of adopted and used in the world. Uh, classic example of that would probably be like the 2000.com boom bust sort of scenario where a lot of internet yeah. companies got wiped out but a lot of them uh, a couple of them sort of like survived and are now very prominent yeah. today amazon being a prime example and then with the um with, with the dot com, dot .com crash
1: there's a lot of companies that people thought would be massive that also crashed with it yeah. I think that's what is it's going to happen with Bitcoin because I reckon from what I've heard from a lot of people, Bitcoin isn't a very good crypto. Like there's not too much yeah. about it, but Ethereum's got a lot of stuff that kind of drives it forward. And that's the same as a company back in the 2000s called Netscape, which yeah. introduced kind of the internet to everyone, introduced search engines. But then Google or the Alphabet company started to optimize their search engines, made it more personalized. Yeah. Yeah. And that one was the one that actually boomed.
0: Yeah, if I had to so, sum yeah. it up, it's like uh, buying a telephone versus buying a smartphone. You know what I mean? Like Bitcoin has the core functionality of a cryptocurrency, but like a protocol like Ethereum has, you know, the smartphone features that we all rely on now today, sort of.
1: Yeah, or if you look back to 2005, it's like a BlackBerry versus... A- yeah, it's exactly right. Same thing.
0: Yeah, so how do we recap that? It's just, I'd say, like, you're, you're right that there's a bit of a hype wave with DAOs and with NFTs, for sure. And you could say that this is a deception phase or it could be a disruption phase. But I think, like, long-term, there's definitely a place for them. You, do you, oh, do you I, I reckon
1: definitely. I reckon definitely there's a place for them. I reckon the there's an inflated value though for a lot of DAOs right now and a lot of NFTs projects as well. Like one of my mates brought an NFT recently and it's literally a cartoon drawing of a monkey. And I reckon like that's also a DAO, but yeah, it's basically a ripoff of like Pokemon,
0: but using monkeys. Well, but so something to understand is that like not all NFTs are. A part of DAO projects was that one. Oh, this part? is th- yeah, yeah. That one's actually part of one. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like again, and, that, that's a problem with decentralization as well. Is that we talked about this with NFTs? There's not a lot of curation. There's a lot of crap out there, right? Yeah, yeah. So, but like, I'm... there's definitely
1: a place for it. Just like price right now is a bit inflated. Yeah, I yeah. Reckon.
0: Definitely. Cool. So other opportunities with DAOs, bring it back to opportunities. If, you're, <laughs> if you have um, any legal expertise, I'd say advising DAO creators, like that could be a new space that you can pioneer in. So any lawyers listening, start reading up on some some crypto regulations and stuff like that because I definitely think that's an undercovered sort of topic. Um, yeah, topic, I think in yeah, the last deals.
1: the last episode we talked about like a decentralized kind of law kind of firm that kind of looks over all the criminal activity and like di- discrepancies with. Oh yeah, victim. like
0: we talked about like self governance with uh like token standards, right? So we, yeah. I think what we talked about was ERC twenty tokens as an example, and that's yeah. basically. like ethereum giving a, a token its badge of approval saying we verify this to be a legitimate project. yeah yeah cool. So yeah like again like le- le- legal like crypto and web 3 is sort of out, outpacing a lot of regulation and also the initial regulation will change because politicians are usually old and don't understand new technology. <laughs> Yeah.
1: Right, yeah, so, that, that, uh, a prime example is on um, Mark Zuckerberg explaining the internet to Congress, yeah. I think last year or the year before.
0: So, yeah, like, regulate, like regulation will change a lot over the next 10 years. So, yeah. if you are also lawyer, the, the same like, thing,
1: same things happened with the internet as well. Like, regulation wasn't there at the start, yeah, but now it yeah, is
0: exactly. So, yeah, if you're a lawyer, big opportunity with another thing with DAOs is like building the infrastructure for building DAOs, right? So Ethereum have this, Avalanche have this, you know, like a click of a button saying, I want to create a DAO. And you sort of give them like a template. So like the equivalent, equivalent of like a no-code website builders, right? Like if you can build that for DAOs and build it effectively, that would be pretty special, especially considering that, considering that like a lot of like the community is stuff, is not like it's, it's connected to like the actual blockchain DAO on a pure sort of reputation base, if you know what I mean. Like a Discord server or a Reddit community, that, like there's no direct link between the community and the, the on-chain governance of a DAO. So that's definitely something that needs to be built. Like a community, sort of like a platform with the functionality of a community that also into like has strong integration with, with the DAO. So yeah, if if you're a, you know, an engineer of some sort, look into that. If you want a big billion dollar idea, I guess
1: I can't be. Bothered are you trying to do to, that. Are you trying to say like a way for the community to take action on the DAO? Is that what you mean? It
0: it's more like like the. The the bridge between sort of the off chain and on chain governance is like pretty weak in the space at the moment. Do you know what I mean by that? Like, oh, yeah, just explain that a bit more. So off chain, do you remember off chain and on chain? I've
1: I've forgotten. <laughs>
0: okay, all good. Off chain is like the Discord chat and the the Reddit community. On chain is like the actual blockchain proposals and the voting. Oh, yes. Yeah. Right. So the bridge between those two is very, you know, it's, it's weak. You know, it, it needs to be optimized, is what I'm saying. Like right now, it's functional, needs to be optimized. So are you saying
1: like something that happens on the Discord or like a, a chat? Maybe maybe in the future, there's like a new product for DAOs that they use. But then whatever happens on that chat, then it it like takes an action on the blockchain. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: Cool. So, yeah. I mean, that's all I've got. Do you have any other sort of specific ideas of, you know, if DAOs are an exciting space, like what you should do to sort of improve it or, you know?
1: Not really. Yeah.
0: Um, Like it's pretty early. Yeah, it's pretty early.
1: I think a good thing about DAOs, though, could be a bit more like in the physical world or real world, having more interaction between people like that could be like a big thing. Like I know a lot of like 30 plus year olds, like sometimes get a lot lonelier as the years go by. So having like a DAO that they like take a membership of and then they start going to events with the DAO. Could be like a really cool thing for um, that
0: generation, or yeah, like that. There's, um... there's yeah, there's some of those out there. Like I know that there's a ski club one. There's there's a whole bunch. Like you, if you go on like a DAO directory, there's a whole like country club ones and stuff like that. So there is some of that, but definitely needs to the scope needs to be broadened and the reach needs to be broadened. So yeah, yeah. Any any final thoughts on DAOs? Not really, I think you summed it up really well, so. Yeah, if you had to like give everyone three takeaways from this discussion, what would they be? I know I'm putting you Um, on the spot here, but do your best.
1: (laughs) Well, with DAOs, I think having a strong community within a DAO and finding your own community at like within a DAO like organization could Mm -hmm. be a really cool thing. Also the opportunities for DAOs, basically infinite, not finite. Mm-hmm. As you can basically make a DAO about anything.
0: Yeah. Like I could make a
1: DAO about basically my room that I'm in right now if yeah. I wanted to. And um, also with DAOs, they might be inf- like inflated hype right now with crypto and like how that's going. But I I reckon it it's, it would definitely stay in the future, especially in the virtual space. And
0: yeah, they're my three takeaways. Cool. All right, for for everyone watching, I'll I'll be sure to link. That blog that I mentioned about the the six days of exponentials. There'll also be another blog about downs. So if there are limited podcast notes, go onto the website, click on the episode, and there there'll be sort of hyperlinks to to the the Dow article. If you want to click some links and and see where they go. So thank you very much for for coming on, Josh. We really appreciate your time, and thank you all for listening. All right. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye.